Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adewumi again. And we are talking about the reversal of the aging process in the previous broadcast. And I will continue that sermon, which is actually a teaching, because we are going through the scripture to see how the how testimonies in the scriptures of men of old that they were able to slow down the aging process for them because they walked with God. The aging process is a preliminary death. It's a progression to death. Physical death. Now, God has said the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, which is physical death. You see that in the First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 26. That Christ must reign in heaven until he has put his enemies under his feet. All his enemies. And the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. That's talking about physical death. Now, this physical death being subdued under the feet of Christ simply means under the feet of the body of Christ because we are the body of Christ, which is the church of the living God. And you and I are in that members of the church if you are a believer. Now, if you are not a believer, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and ask Him to come into your heart so that you will be part of His kingdom. Then this will pertain to you also. But the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. And that means the body of Christ must subdue death Aging process is part of death. It's a progression to death. Give an example of Moses. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 7, we read it in last broadcast. Moses was 120 years old when he died. And the Bible said his eyes was not dim. Neither his strength abated. At 120 years he was still strong and his eyes was not dim. I remember in years before him was Isaac, the father of Esau and Jacob. In which he, Jacob was able to deceive his father Isaac because his eyes was already dim. But when you look at the, his age, when he was when that happened, Isaac was about 100 years old because Isaac was 60 years old when he gave birth to Esau and Jacob, according to the scriptures. And then 40 years have transpired. At that time, Jacob was not married yet. Esau was already married. Jacob was not married yet, but he was already 40 years old because when he went out of his father's house to go to Laban, he was already 40 years old. So then that makes Isaac's age to be about 100 years old. When he was, his eyes was already faded away, he couldn't recognize Esau from Jacob, that Jacob was able to deceive him and get the blessing. So then you can see, when they said Moses was 120 years old, his sight was not dim. So that was supernatural intervention by God. But what did he do? How did he get it? According to the scriptures, he was in the cloud on Mount Sinai in the presence of God when he was receiving the tablets of Ten Commandments and he said he was fasting also for 40 days and 40 nights. The first time, so you can say it's the presence of God that kept him alive, that kept his, his faith glowing. When he came down, they couldn't stand before him, they ran away because it was like radiation coming from his face like a lightning coming from his face. So they couldn't stand for him. He has to cover his face with some veil, according to the stories. Now, he had to go back again to the mountain after he broke that first tablet. He said he went again for 40 days and 40 nights again, fasting again. So you can then tell that being in the presence of God, we slow down the aging process because our God is eternal and our God is light. And the light of God is life. The name was life. And life was the light of men. So that light was what 
came upon the face of Moses and upon the whole body. That's why I say his strength did not abate, his eyes did not dim. And so then we can we can conclude that being in the presence of God continually, and God command us to come to his presence, to seek his face, to dwell in it. And in the book of Psalm 91, the, the King David said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That is, we have to be in a secret place with the Most High. That simply means being in the presence of God continuously all the time. The secret place is where you and Him alone are talking. So that's being in His presence. If you are practicing to be in the presence of God, taking time out to be in the presence of God, in praying, or seeking His face, in fasting often, or in just reading the Word of God, or in just meditating and talking to Him regularly, you are in the presence of God. That it will rub off on you. His eternal presence, His light will rub off on you. That can keep you and slow down the aging process or reduce the or reverse the aging process that is what we are pointing out in this story Moses example is a good example of being in the presence of God kept him to to be his eyes did not dim his strength did not abate so let's go now and see the dieting wisdom that God has given also in the scriptures and we like we said Moses was one somebody that was on the mountain on the on the glory in the glory cloud in the presence of God that that slowed down the aging presence for him. Now in Isaiah chapter 40, the book of Isaiah chapter 40, let's see the promise of God for day that we wait upon him. And waiting upon the Lord is just in his presence, being in his presence repeatedly, consistently, continuously or regularly. In Isaiah chapter 40, from verse 30 to 31, the Lord was giving us some insight here. Let me read it from verse 28. As thou not known, as thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainted not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Verse 29. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Pastari, even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Now look at verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That's what we are talking about. We want our strength renewed. That including the aging process reversed. Because when they are getting older, they get weaker. He said they shall renew their strength if they wait upon the Lord. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Who are these people that shall do this? They that wait upon the Lord. So what does it mean to wait upon the Lord then? Well, you can see an example of waiting upon the Lord. When Moses went to the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights, eating nothing, what was he doing for 40 days and 40 nights? Let me tell you something. Look at this story there again. Go and read it again. What did God give to him when he came down a tablet or two tablets of stones with the finger of God writing on it the Ten Commandments well you can say well you can write that in a few in a single day yeah but he was waiting upon the Lord God doesn't just rush down and come down and write something for you you have to wait 
and waiting upon the Lord is for your own good most of the time. It's mostly for the good of the man that is waiting rather than the Lord that is coming to come and give you something. So Moses waited upon the Lord. And then God told him many more things. Of course, he was getting some of the things he wrote down. Not just the Ten Commandments, every precepts and principles and, uh, and uh, ordinances and statutes that were told him. He was getting them as he was waiting upon the Lord. Those things were inspiring into his heart. And he was writing some of those things down. Now, waiting upon the Lord is almost like when you see a, a, wait, a waiter or a waitress in the, in the restaurant. That are trying to say, well, how can I help you? After they give you some food, they always say, is everything alright? Can I do this for you? Any more thing you need from me? That is waiting. That's what it means, waiting. The word waiting upon the Lord really means that. You are waiting and say, Lord, what can I do for you? You are then, which means you are ready to listen to him. Also, waiting means ready to listen to him in, in case he has some instruction to give you. That's what it means to wait. You come before somebody's presence, like a waitress in the restaurant, and say, Is everything fine? Do you need any other thing? Can I do anything more for you? So, when he say, when the waitress says that, he's asked, expecting you to say something to give him or her some instruction or some request. That he can do or she can do for you. That is what waiting means. So God then is saying that I wait upon the Lord means when you say you want to wait upon the Lord, you come before his presence in prayer or in fasting and you are saying, what else can I do for you? Lord, what will you want me to do? So you are waiting for instruction. You are waiting, and it's going to tell you, but it's not going to be rush, rush, rush. It's going to tell you gradually one step at a time and then you go do that and you come back what can I do more and that is what waiting upon the Lord means that is we want to be able to hear him we want to communicate with him we want to patiently listen to him that is waiting upon the Lord and the Lord said they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength because even his word alone is going to give us strength the joy of the Lord also is going to be our strength. Say they shall renew their strength. I mean, renew your youth. In fact, he said they shall mount up with wings as eagles. Eagles can mount up means they can fly high. They shall run and not be weary. That is the strength that Caleb was talking about. That his strength was strong when he was forty, just like he was when he was forty. He's just as strong like that when he was eighty-five to go for war. And Bible is saying in this promise of God through Isaiah the prophet. Chapter 40, verse 31 said, They shall run and not be weary. That's our strength, we will be strong. Our strength, we know we, we know be, we know abate. They shall walk and not faint. Our strength will not abate. The Bible said, Moses, at 120 years old, his eyes was not dim, neither was his strength abated. We shall be able to get that promise fulfilled in us when we are waiting upon the Lord which is walking with the Lord really when you walk with him you listen to him you talk to him and he talk back to you and you he give you instruction you do it that is walking with the Lord that is waiting upon the Lord and it is a daily walk daily practice daily consistently waiting upon the Lord it's not like I will do it for one month and fast for 40 days and that is it. No, it is a daily lifestyle. That is what it means to really wait upon the Lord. When you do that, you are then continually standing, staying in the presence of the Lord. And that is what he is talking about, that we want to be in the presence of the Lord so that His, His light can rub off on us 
his immortality, his eternal, his, his eternal life, which is the light of God, can rub off on us and our youth, will, our youth will be renewed and our body will be re re restored, like he said. And I will give another Bible verse here where he said, I will restore, say the Lord, in the book of Joel. Because God gave that promise and it look like it's that promise for Israel. It's actually a promise that is for the for anything that God is doing. When He promised anybody that is working with Him, He will restore also the years that the world that the canker worm has eaten and the palmer worm has eaten. And he, and he said, These are my army that I sent among you. You say, well, What army is God talking about? Do you know that all these things that are causing diseases and sicknesses, they are germs, bacteria, viruses, do you know that they are living things? I preach that in my church to make people to see. Germs, bacteria, viruses, everything that is plaguing human beings, that is causing sicknesses and diseases that the medical world is pointing out, they are living things. I mean, they are living things, they may be microscopic living organisms. Yes, but they are not expected to live inside our body or around us or upon our body. So they say some, some of them that are inside our, our stomach are doing some good. But when they over multiply, they do some evil. And some that are not expected to live in our body, if they live in our body, in any part of our body, they cause diseases and sickness or death. Now, those living things were created by who? By God. So that when God said, look at it in Joel chapter 2. When God was saying, I will restore. Look at what he said in chapter 2, Joel chapter 2, the book of prophet Joel, Joel chapter 2, verse 25. He said, and I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten, the cankerworm, and the caterpillar, and the palmerworm, my great army which I sent among you. Now, God said, my great army which I sent among you. So which means God sent these things. Or allowed them to come. That's what he really means sent. He allowed them to come. And the devil may be the one that really brought them. But God allowed it. That's why they, that's why they were coming. And when they come. Now you, you may think of this. Verse 25 is only talking about. These locals are only eating plants and, and, and trees and, uh, and they are eating the vegetation, the things that human beings planted, maybe the Israelites planted in their, in their field, that the locals are eating them, the grasshopper. But you see, God said He allowed those things to come. The same thing is what in the spirit world, those germs, bacteria, viruses, they were created by God. Like you will see in the book of Revelation, where He said, some plague came upon the earth. They said they have horses. They are like horses. And they were to kill the one third of men. And so on and so forth. Which means when God allowed those things. They may be just microorganisms. Microorganisms. But in the other world they are like horses. And they came upon the world. And begin to kill human beings. But you see God said my, they are my great army. He said that I sent among them. So when God is what I did. God can also pull them out. That is what he is saying that the aging process, if the aging process is caused by all these evil things, God can reverse the aging process when we walk with him and place him. Like he told the Israelites in the book of Moses, when he was telling them, he said, If you will obey my words and do that which is pleasing in my sight, 
I will not allow these diseases to be put upon you that I allowed to be put upon the Egyptians in the book of Exodus. And he also went further and said it again that I will take diseases from the midst of you. The number of your days you will fulfill. So then you can say, the Lord is saying when we walk with him and he does not allow these evil things to come upon us, that is how the aging process can be reversed or, or reduced or slowed down by walking with the Lord. And when we walk with him, those enemies of mankind will currently be stopped in their track. Even if the devil wants to put it upon us, it cannot because God does not permit it. You see that in Exodus chapter 13. And he told them that if they will walk in his ways, he will not allow those things to be put upon mankind, upon them, as he has put it upon the Egyptians. Now, that is just to give you some example of why I said, God said there are this assignment that is sent among them. And when God removed them, when God said, it's actually that was Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Chapter 15, verse 26. Now, when God said, it will, it will remove all those diseases and sickness from among us and reduce the aging process. Those are the reasons when you work with him, the aging process will be reduced or slowed down or removed completely or reversed. Because all those things that are causing the aging process, the diseases and sicknesses, the wearing and tearing of the body, God can renew and renovate. And like he said in the book of Isaiah chapter 40, they shall renew their strength. That includes renewing your skin. That includes renewing your muscles, your flesh. And Jesus Christ will make it clear, much more sweeter. He said, if you keep my saying, which means the Lord will be speaking. There is a written word, which is written in the scriptures for us. Then there is the spoken word, that which he will be coming to you and giving you instructions. If you keep my saying, you shall never see death. Now let me go to the story of David and Daniel. In the book of Daniel chapter 1, as we summarize this, this uh, reversal of the aging process. Daniel, example of Daniel chapter 1 showed us what wisdom God gave to him in what to eat and what not to eat. You may say, well, that was depending on their religion that already told them that as far as Daniel was knowledgeable, it was only knowledgeable in the religion of their fathers. That God told them not to eat some things and not to eat some things and he felt he didn't want to eat those and he, if he could keep himself away from all those wrong food items that they were being served in Babylon, he would be able to keep himself closer to the Lord. That was his understanding. But whatever, when you stand for God in any little thing, God also will stand for you. That's what you see in the story of Daniel. It does not really mean whether we should eat this food or we should not eat that food as far as Daniel was concerned. But Daniel was simply using the knowledge of his religion to stand for his God. And God honored that. Even though what he is standing for, Christ came back and corrected us that it is not what we put in our mouth that makes us unclean or defiled. Spiritual defilement is what Daniel was thinking about in, that, in this story of Daniel chapter 1. He was thinking of spiritual defilement before God. However, when Jesus Christ came, he said, it is not what we eat, that is the physical food, that is not what, that is not what we defile us spiritually. He said, it is what comes out of us, your behavior, your evil thoughts, your idolatry, your fornication, 
on your hatred. He said those are the things that defile human beings spiritually now. But the food we eat, of course, can make somebody physically sick, but not defilement spiritually. So there's a difference in that. But as far as Daniel was concerned, they didn't know the difference then. They just knew God. Moses told them not to eat some things so that they can keep themselves for God. So it looked like that is the only way they can really understand it. So now let's see. But that still has some wisdom in it because some of those food he told them, Moses told them for them not to eat. There are some wisdom in some of those food. Some of them, like we said, the meat and so on and so forth may make human beings sick because some of those meat carry germs too. Let's see in Daniel chapter 1. Verse 8, where Daniel purposed in himself, verse 8 says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. So he didn't want to eat this type of meat they were serving them, the king's meat. The king thought, well, when they eat the kind of food I, I eat, that will make them smarter, wiser, fatter, whatever the king thought. He thought he was helping them out. But Daniel realized that that kind of meat will not benefit him. So he himself and his three friends, they decided not to participate. So they asked for the help. And the, the master of the eunuch was afraid that if you look worse than your friends, the king will kill me. Verse 10, And the prince of the eunuch said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who has appointed your meat and your drink. For why should he see your faces worse like him than the children which are of your sort? Then shall you make me endanger my head to the king. So was, that man was saying, if you three, four of you decided not to be, and about, maybe about 100 of them or 300 of them were going through this program, like a school for three years, they had to go through a program and they were to be fed in the same diet, the same kind of training. And by the, after three years, they will come and be standing before the king. He said, if you four of you suddenly look so ugly looking, and the rest are looking fat and fresh because they have been eating good food, and you guys say you want to be eating only this thing called pulse or beans, and I say, yeah. the king is going to say, why are these four people like this? And they say, oh, oh, king, they are on special diet. Who gave them special diet? He said, I will be in trouble. So that king said, I will be in trouble. And Daniel used wisdom and he said, in verse 12, Prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days. Let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Then let our countenances be looked upon before thee. And the countenance of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat. And as thou seest, deal with thy servants. So Daniel said, well, test off for just ten days. You know, we have three years to recover. Ten days, if we look, if you don't look good in ten days, after eating this our diet for ten days, then you can put us back on this thing, but let us eat what we want to eat. So that was the wisdom that Daniel used, and by what does that really mean? He asked for pulse and water, instead of meat and wine. He asked for pulse. Pulse has been traced back to be various kinds of beans, which are all vegetables. Beans and vegetables are things that are seed. So that was what Daniel was asking for, and you can see after they consented with for them, the Bible said at the end of ten days their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. So that simply tells us that choosing your diet very well we 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 have effect on your aging process also. 
That's all I'm going to say about that without trying to say you must not. God didn't say you must not eat this, you must not eat that because in the time of the new covenant, the Lord Jesus said, it is not what we eat that makes us unclean spiritually. It is what comes out of you that makes you unclean. And then he also gave us a promise that if they shall lay hand upon the sick, they shall recover, they shall drink any deadly thing, they shall not hold them. That is the promise of the Lord Jesus Christ over, over sicknesses and disease for we believers. So, but we have to exercise those over everything we touch. Even if we eat anything, there is deadly, it shall not hurt us. We have to remember that. These are the promises of the Lord. Also, he gave us wisdom in what to eat and what not to eat. To choose your diet properly, that we renovate your body. That is really what I am pointing out in this story. But it is wisdom from the scriptures that we should be very picky in what we chew, in what we want to put in our mouth. Not a law that says don't eat this food, don't eat that food. Because in the New Testament, we are told that there will be a time when some demons will be saying, forbidding them to eat this and forbidding them to eat that. We don't forbid anybody to eat anything. It is wisdom to choose what will be good for you. And if you think this one is not good for your body, then choose something else. And the Lord allow you to eat anything that will be only beneficial to you. So Daniel gave us an example that he chose to eat pulse and to drink water. And the Bible said, because of them standing for God, in verse 17, as for these four children, it's because they stood for God, not just the meat and drink, which palace can give you yeah, if you have a good diet? Yeah. So even the medical world will tell you right now if you are eating good food and you are eating balanced diet and you are getting good vitamin, oh, you will be smart and your brain will be sharper and all those type of things. There's a wisdom in those things. So there's wisdom to know that that affects our physical body also. And the Bible also said, for, for as far as Daniel is concerned, in verse 17, God gave them knowledge and skill. In all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Which means, because of their standing for God, because they wanted to live their life for God, God also added some spiritual gifts for these young four men. So you get spiritual gifts because of the way you live for God, the way you walk with God. That is very important. But their spiritual, they are, they are living for God also in their own case, has to also do with a little fasting, a, the type of food they want to eat, their religion dictates some food, so they are living for their God. So the same way, in our own way, we live for God by waiting upon the Lord, by keeping us away from sins and all this immorality. That's how you live for God. And He is the one that gave us the grace to be able to do that by the Holy Spirit, by the born-again experience. And then choose your diet properly, like we are pointing out, that will also be a way to avoid trouble. For your physical body. And then fasting often. Because we also see in the story of Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10. That Daniel was a prayerful person. What does that, how does that help? Oh, prayer. He said he prayed three times a day. In Daniel chapter 6 verse 10. So a prayerful lifestyle is also part of walking with God. So that shows that when we walk with God. We are renewing our strength like we have read in the book of Isaiah chapter 40. Prayerful person. So that shows that you have to be talking to the Father regularly. That's working with God. We just talk about that. Daniel gave us a typical example of that that we can point to in Daniel chapter 6 verse 10. He said he prayed three times a day. Uh, so in Daniel chapter 10 verse 1 to 3, Daniel also pointed out his lifestyle that we can emulate 
which also the Lord Jesus Christ has told us about and said some kind of demons because some of these evil things we are talking about sicknesses are caused by demons also demons com- can pass those things around they can pass all those microorganisms to a woman's body but Christ said this kind of demons come not out but by prayer and fasting so that also tells us that when we add fasting to our lifestyle we have authority over some things and that is exactly what Daniel also was showing to us in this book, Daniel chapter 10, verse 1 to 3. Said, Daniel said he was fasting. In verse 2, he said, In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth. Neither did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. So, which means Daniel also takes time to fast. In seeking the face of the Lord. So from all these things we have just described, it shows to you how you can reverse the aging process. The first thing is walking with God. Walking with God, which is praying, fasting, waiting upon the Lord in studying His Word, in listening to Him, and talking to Him back and forth. How can I serve you, Lord? How can I, what else can I do for you, Lord? And that is daily communication with the Lord. That is part of the lifestyle that we must put into way I do that, I do that, but maybe you are missing in the dieting part. Or you are not listening to when he tells you not to eat this or what to what to do or when he tells you to exercise. Because the Lord told me when I came to this country, he told me to begin to exercise. And I gave up exercising almost when I got born again. In college ten years before that time. He just told me to begin to exercise. And I took it up on myself to begin to exercise. It has that has paid dividend. After over many years right now, because during that exercise, I pick up my tennis that I've been, I was doing when I was in high school. I just pick it up because that was the exercise that was commonly available for me. And when I started doing it, as my children were coming up, I introduced them to tennis that has paid dividend right now. So what I'm saying is that maybe if it's not dieting, maybe it is in your waiting upon the Lord that is lacking or maybe it is in the fasting that is lacking or maybe it is in the regularly talking to the Lord Father back and forth that is lacking or staying in the presence of the Lord long enough so that his face can shine upon us more maybe that's what is lacking let us go back to it and we shall reap the reward God bless you this has been the gospel distribution ministry Evangelist Julius Adeumi post office box 71027 Phoenix Arizona 85050 and you can get us on the internet gospeldistribution.org God bless you.